Hello, I'm Paige Barnes, and this is the Bringing the Stars to You podcast. This is the first episode on our journey of self-discovery and wonder to demystify what the universe is trying to tell you. Maybe this podcast came up in your explore page, or you're just here to get some answers. But whatever the reason is, the stars have aligned and you are here. In today's episode, astrologist and entrepreneur Maya Say is here to talk about what astrology is, how you can use it in your everyday life, and the business she started thanks to a Cancer sun and an Aquarius moon. Let's get started. What does astrology mean to me and how did I get into it? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I definitely grew up reading my horoscope. I knew I was a Libra and I took so much pride in being a Libra. I love saying I was a Libra. So any magazine I would see, like whether it was at the grocery store with my mom or like when she had um, subscriptions for me of like those like teen and kid magazines, like I loved reading my horoscope. And after that, after I grew up a little bit, like I found out what a birth chart was. And that really opened my eyes to what astrology is, which astrology isn't just like giving you these basic traits that literally anyone could fall into and associate it with your birthday arbitrarily. Like it's the study of patterns and patterns of behavior in relation to patterns of the movement of celestial bodies. Like it's, not anything that is just like pulled out of thin air. Like it's not cause it's not like causative. Like it's not saying that just because you have your moon in Taurus that you're going to act like this, but like your behavior reflects the fact that at the time you were born, the moon was in Taurus. It's like a very, like, I don't know, like push and pull type of thing, if that makes sense. It's like they're related, but nothing is inherently causatory, but like all the things reflect and match up with the patterns that are documented. You just threw out a lot of stuff, which I'm really excited to dive into, which is wonderful. Why don't we break it down for people who are just getting into astrology and where can they start? So I guess the first thing I want to preface is that there are 12 signs representing, right, the 12 months. So going through that on the surface level, what do those mean per person? So it's usually by birth date, but what should we know about that, Maya? Mm -hmm. Okay, so in the most common used zodiac, we follow in America usually the tropical zodiac. So that means that each of the 12 signs mark the progression of the equinox and go by the seasons, basically. So I can just like go into each one. So we start the zodiac with Aries. Aries is a fire sign that is a cardinal sign represented by the ram. And Aries is the go-getter of the zodiac. Aries is, it represents like starting and being headstrong it represents like um like I don't just like when you think of fire you think of the hot-headed Aries Mm -hmm. then we move into the next sign Taurus Taurus and what what birth chart I guess we're not birth chart I'm sorry throwing out terms here what (laughs) month is Aries so if somebody is born from when to when they are an Aries got you okay so actually um with the tropical zodiac the dates change slightly each year so that's why there's like 
some people think, oh, I'm a cusp. I was born in between these two signs. But actually, like, there's no such thing as a cusp. Like, each constellation in the zodiac has 30 degrees from zero to 29. So when someone says they're a cusp, it's like, unless you actually look at what your birth chart says, you might think you have traits of both. But in reality, the sun can either be at 29 degrees of this sign or zero degrees in this sign. So this year, Aries starts on March 21st, but it varies. So like there's, depending on the exact time and of course your time zone, like it varies, for example, for Aries between like March 20th and March 21st. And then that would end varying between April 19th, April 20th. So there's always a little bit of variation each year, but in general, Aries will start at the end of March, end at the middle of April. And then for Taurus, it would start middle of April and in May, then Gemini from May to June, and then Cancer, June to July, Leo, July, August, Virgo, August, September, Libra, September, October, etc. I see. And briefly, will you touch upon, you were on Aries, so then Taurus. Can you give me a little bit of traits for each of the signs just briefly before we then go deeper? Because it sounds like, you know, on uh, first, you know, people say, oh, I'm a, ta- I'm a Taurus or I'm a Gemini. But then people ask me all the time, what is your moon sign? What is your sun sign? And I'm like, wait, what does this mean? So we'll go into that momentarily. But to go back to um, Taurus's personality traits, what does that mean when someone says, oh, you're a Taurus or, oh, you're a Taurus? Yeah, yeah, got you. Okay, so the Taurus archetype, Taurus is an earth sign, a fixed earth sign ruled by the planet Venus. Taurus represents the bag. It represents money and luxury. Um, There's the stereotype that all tourists like to do is eat and sleep and have sex and just lounge around, which I mean, being ruled by the planet of love and beauty that has all to do with like luxury and what we value. um, That might be true sometimes. (laughs) Then we move on to Gemini. Gemini is a mutable air sign ruled by the planet Mercury. There is the stereotype that Geminis are two-faced and chaotic and they like to cause drama. And I think that's a little bit true. Gemini's, I think we, I think when you have Gemini placements, you do kind of like a little bit of drama. But the thing about Gemini, Gemini is all about communication. It's all about absorbing information and has a lot to do with curiosity and like that very student-like always wanting to learn vibe. Then we move on to cancer, crybaby cancer. Everyone loves to say that cancer is just like super sensitive and super whiny. Cancer is a cardinal water sign ruled by the moon. Now, cancer is very emotional and I would say sensitive, but sensitivity isn't always just like bursting into tears. It's being like very easily affected by the energies of those around you and in your environment. Um, Cancers are very protective and they're very clingy and um, clingy isn't always necessarily bad. I think like that kind of goes into the protective thing too. Like what they really care about something, they will latch those cancer crab claws onto it and try to protect it for dear life. Then we have Leo. Leo is a fixed fire sign ruled by the sun. So, you know, there's a stereotype that all Leos like to do is just get attention. And it's always me, 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 me with Leos. But Leo energy is very warm and it's very big hearted, like super, super loyal and like 
loves to have fun, which in turn, I guess, would make sense why they love the spotlight. Then we have Virgo. Virgo is a mutable earth sign ruled by Mercury. Um, the stereotype of Virgo is that they are super particular, very analytical, detail-oriented, neat freaks. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely true. Virgos are, you know, they're very particular, that's true, and they're really in their head a lot. So, like, when it comes off that, like, they're super critical and they're super, like, whiny and pessimistic, it's like they just want things practical. They want things to make sense. And if it makes sense to them, then it'll usually be in the particular way that they enjoy it to be. Then we have Libra, lovely Libra, which I am. Libra is a cardinal air sign ruled by Venus. And, you know, Libras, we have the reputation of being super indecisive. We can never make up our minds. Big flirts, big players, always like, I don't know, you know, social climbing or just like kind of fake. But like in the way that Gemini is like super curious about things in general. Libra is very curious about people and Libra really values relationships. Um, the indecisiveness definitely comes from the ability to be able to see things from all sides and like wanting to have a well-rounded view of anything before they make a decision. Moving on to Scorpio. Scorpio is a fixed water sign ruled by Mars if you use traditional astrology and Pluto, if you use um, modern astrology, there is a difference between some of the practices, which I can get into later. But um, Scorpio, you know, has a reputation of being like emo and brooding and just like crazy obsessive. But like Scorpio energy is very tactical. Like there's nothing that they do just by chance. Like everything they do, they plan out and they give their absolute all to it it's not the same way in the way that like Aries is like very outwardly aggressive it's like Scorpio energy is very inward which also leads to their like super intuitive reputation as being a water sign then we have Sagittarius Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign ruled by Jupiter Sagittarians they have the reputation of like just being reckless and like being the life of the party, always down to party, being like know-it-alls in some cases, like similarly to Libras, like very big flirts, very big players. I like to joke around and say they're Sagittarius, but we'll get into that. Um, Sagittarian energy is like being the opposite sign of Gemini. Like it's the complement of wanting to absorb all the information, they want to give all the information. Sagittarius like is very wise. And I think it's not always looked at in the um, spiritual sense that it is like it connects to abstract thought and philosophy and like just expanding everything. It also has to do with like, you know, going on trips and being the traveler and just like, you know, exploring everything. <laughs> Then we have Capricorn. Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign ruled by Saturn. Um, Capricorn has a reputation of being cold and like, you know, the super ambitious workaholics and like all they care about is their money and they don't care about anybody else. They follow the rules and they're boring, blah, blah, blah. But like Capricorns are very dedicated, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're a workaholic. It's like, whatever they value, they'll give their time and attention to and really 
be strict and hard on themselves and others involved to like achieve their goals. I would say that like Capricorn is very goal oriented and values success. Then we move on to Aquarius. Aquarius is a fixed air sign ruled by Saturn in traditional astrology and Uranus in modern astrology. And, you know, Aquarius has the reputation of being the weirdo, the super zany one that like just does whatever, is eccentric, doesn't care about the rules. And I think that's true. Like there's definitely the rule breaker energy, but like Aquarius is also the trendsetter. Aquarius is the one that is able to detach themselves from like emotions to see the bigger picture and to really care about like groups and like being the opposite of Leo, like they value the spotlight in a different way. It's like they want to stand out and like have attention, but like not in the same way that's like performative. It's like they want to, I don't know, it's like trying to hide something, but it's like covered in sequins or like covered in glitter or it's like making a lot of noise basically. And lastly, we end the zodiac with Pisces. Pisces is a mutable water sign ruled by Jupiter in traditional astrology or Neptune in modern astrology. Pisces, they're definitely, um, they have the reputation of being like sweet and kind of ditzy, um, very head in the clouds, not connected <laughs> to reality at all. And um, yeah, I would agree. I think that Pisces placements, um, they are in their own world all the time they like are so I'm not gonna say disconnected but it's like they're so in tune with what others might not be able to pick up on and like very creative and sensitive spirits for sure thank you very much for that rundown I actually loved hearing about it because I feel like now these are these signs are almost characterized right they could be of a Mm -hmm. character in a cartoon show Um, And I also hope listeners that we didn't alienate you and also make you feel better about yourself. You're like, oh, yes, that's me. I'm definitely (laughs) identify with this air sign or this, you know, um, fire sign or earth sign stuff, which we will also have to get into as well. Um, This is a curveball for you, Maya. Uh, Based off of what you know of me, unless you know my birthday, what type of sign do I come off like? Just, yeah, not, not even rising or moon, just like sign as a whole. You know, this is interesting because I do know what your sun sign is. I do know. However, I don't think you necessarily give off the stereotypical traits of those. But I will say that like just in your chosen, you know, um, major and career, like it makes a lot of sense what you're pursuing actually. Interesting. Okay. Everyone who's listening, I am a Gemini. I am the two-faced one. (laughs) I like to say that I am multifaceted. And I think every Gemini says that because it sounds a lot better than being two-faced, but you know, multifaceted, sometimes I can be really outgoing, but other times I know when to reel it back in. Um, And that is very funny. So there, so Gemini then I guess is, uh, I've been told a really good communicator. Is that correct? Yes. Gemini is all about communication. Gemini really values communication. Like the fact that Gemini rules over words and, you know, Paige, the journalist, that tracks, like that tracks (laughs) so much. And like the thing with Gemini, like some really interesting facts, I think to me. So like being ruled by Mercury, Mercury is the fastest moving planet um, outside of the moon. Well, okay. Well, Mercury moves fast. 
So it makes sense that like, um, you know, Gemini's kind of have this, I don't know, scattered vibe in a way where it's just like, they want to consume so many different things at once. It's like, oh, like, let's do this. Oh, but this is interesting too. I'm gonna go over here. Like, oh, wait, but I like this. I'm gonna go over here. Oh, no, I like this in the back. Let me get that. Like, that's also part of like, you know, like some people say that Gemini's are flaky and Mm -hmm. like can't commit to anything, but it's just like, why would you want to just like limit yourself to one thing when there's so many different things that you can learn about? For anyone who is listening to this and does not know me, Maya, you have pinpointed me spot on. So (laughs) that is me in a tiny nutshell. Um, And now we're going to go to, (laughs) that that was actually very funny. Um, And now to birth charts to add another nuance to astrology. You were talking about it, but what is one's birth chart and how does it relate how does it add nuance then to one's star sign yes 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 okay so the birth chart I like to think of it as like a screenshot of what the sky looked like when you came into the world like the birth chart doesn't just say like oh you're a Libra or oh you're a Virgo like there are nine planets and like a host of asteroids and stars and other important points that make you who you are so like some people are like I don't even act like the traits of my sun sign like yeah that's because like you have all these other things at work that are interplaying with each other and connecting with each other that make you who you are like with astrology like there's nothing that you can really look at just singularly when it comes to interpreting like anything for a person, you know, like I being a Libra, I have a Libra sun, but I have an Aries moon. So that, which I'll get into what those mean, of course, like that makes me different from the next Libra who was born a couple days later and they have a different moon sign. So like that changes the way that we both express ourselves. Although there will be similarities because of our sun sign, like, it's never just like one thing. You have to always look at it as like all of these different things at play at once. So like the birth chart isn't something that like is like, I don't know, like it's not something that everyone is going to have the same way. Like every single birth chart is unique, even down to the minute. Like just because you have the same birthday as someone, if they're born a couple hours before you, different person, like the chart is configured like differently. And like, even if you have like the case of like multiples, like with twins or triplets, you know, they're born on the same day, they're born within like, you know, the same time frame. like there's still going to be a difference because of the shift, like even the slightest shifts can make a huge difference. That, wow, that is very <laughs> juicy. I then wonder when, when someone says, oh, you're not like a typical Gemini or you're not a typical sign. Well, just fill in the blank there. Then what does that mean when someone says, oh, I bet your moon sign is this. I bet your rising sign is this. Will you um, go into that? And not necessarily, I guess, um, what is it? What else? There's like houses, right? From what yes. I've been told, but just the, the the tip of the iceberg because we want people coming back for more, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um your moon, your rising, and then some other planets, like those are considered your placements. So they really kind of like color what you might see at first from a person, which would be like their sun sign. Like basically they just, I don't know. It's like they add a little bit of seasoning. Like let's say if we were to give like each of the sun signs a flavor, like let's say 
Gemini is, um, I don't know, name a flavor page. <laughs> oh, uh, ooh, strawberry, my favorite. Right. Oh, wait, Nothing. ice cream flavors or like flavor in general? Any flavor. Okay, <laughs> strawberry. I'm sticking with strawberry. Oh, wait, okay. no, I don't know. I'm indecisive as a Gemini. I can't choose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's say that like Gemini is strawberry. Then like whatever sign your moon is, that adds like, I don't know, um, cinnamon. Not sure how like cinnamon would go with a strawberry in real life, but like, let's say like that particular sign adds a little bit of cinnamon and then you, um, you know, you have your rising sign that that's a different thing. So that adds some vanilla to it. So it like changes the way that like everything is expressed. It just makes it different from the next thing. I see. So you're saying that's how one feels like, what does, how would one be able to interpret what the moon sign means or like what, yeah. What does that mean? You're okay. Yeah. Okay. So like when it comes to the placements, each, each planet and, you know, each house and everything, it has a special signification. So if we're just going to talk about like the basics, the big three, we have our sun. Our sun is what we know most commonly. It's our ego. It's like what we project. It's like the outward. Then we have our moon sign. Our moon represents our emotions. It represents our emotional comforts, our gut reactions, like what we need to feel emotionally satisfied. And fun fact, it can also represent your relationship with your mom or any maternal figures you have in your life. Then we have our rising. Our rising sign um, is basically like how you navigate the world and how the world perceives you. It directly relates to your identity, which is why knowing your birth time and what your rising is, is so important. Like it is the most you, you can ever be like, it's really like the captain, basically. (laughs) What do you say to people then who don't know their time of birth or even just like the general, they know the general location of where they were born, but not specifically. And like, for example, I'm adopted. So mm-hmm. I only know that I am born or I was adopted from a certain area in China and I don't know what time. So what do I do in my, my sense? Okay. Yeah. So like there are techniques that like astrologers who are like way better at it than me, like they can rectify your birth time based on, um, like talking with you about like certain events in your life and like certain like timing techniques. Like there is a way to figure out what your birth time is. Um, And also like, if you don't know your birth time, there is a thing that's called a noon chart. So what a noon chart does is basically it eliminates the houses and it just places the sun at noon, which is, would be at the top of the chart. So like, even if you don't have your exact birth time, like You can still find out what your other placements are. So like your moon, Mercury, Venus, et cetera. You would still know what signs they're in and you would still know what your aspects are, which we can get into that some other time. Like you would still know those details, but they wouldn't be as accurate and as specific, but still helpful to you. I see. For people that want to start off gently, how like very softly baby, like where Mm -hmm. would one go to find this information? Like I do people, I mean, you said that you made um, birth charts before, but are there apps? Are there websites? How does one find it? Yeah. 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 Um, honestly, the first place I tell people to go is cafe astrology. Like cafe astrology is a really good resource for beginners because it just like has the most basic interpretation of things you are able to see 
a circle chart, which like is the more intimidating and scary birth chart, but it also has the option for just like a table chart. So it lays things out very plainly. Um, it's nothing like confusing with lines, like in a circle chart. And it's just like super simple. Um, the information is just like really digestible. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's a good, it's a good source to start with. I would also recommend the app um, Astro Future. I like that one because even though it has a circle chart, which might be confusing at first, it still gives like some pretty good descriptions of like the basics of things. And yeah, those are my top places to start. Um, also some creators on YouTube that have like all of the information like very plainly um astro kit and tan astrology i love them both they have like really good succinct playlists of things as well so yeah that's where i would send the beginners interesting then the last thing before i tell the listeners about what you're doing with um, astrology and how you're making it into money which is super <laughs> duper cool um is about when someone reads their birth chart is that an over arc for their life or the thing for the day um when it comes to the birth chart like it is essentially the map of your life and if you want more information about like your day to day or like week to week etc then you would learn how to read transits so what transits are is just like tracking how the planets are moving like at the current moment in relation to your birth chart there's so many planets moving. That's really <laughs> intense. I didn't, I never knew about transits. So the, then what I see in like the Chicago Tribune or like um, the Sun-Times when they just have sometimes, you know, day-to-day uh, -day horoscopes, those are transits? Yes. Oh, well, little do you know, hey, at least if any, if you're listening and take away anything, that's what they're called. When you see a horoscope in the newspaper, those are called transits. <laughs> Something <laughs> interesting is that like horoscopes were meant to be read with your rising sign instead of your sun sign. So like when you're doing transits and when you're doing like generalized predictions, like the sign that the message is for, that would be the rising of that particular chart to look at the transits. So it's most accurate if you look for your rising sign. However, like, of course, with like the way astrology is now, like it is aimed at your sun sign, but like, honestly, whatever message resonates, you know, take that. Take it with a little grain of salt for the day. Um, <laughs> before we go, so I just said this, I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, you have a business that circles around astrology. Tell me more. I do. So I started my astrology themed cosmetics line, Venusian Glow, in July of 2020. And basically, it's just like a celebration of my own journey with astrology and also my love of makeup. So when I first launched, I came out with 13 lip glosses, one for each zodiac sign plus a clear one, and then shimmer body butter named after the sun and moon, and two lip scrubs named after asteroids. And the, when you were choosing the colors for the lip glosses, how were you able to pinpoint a certain color with or shine, right, um, for a specific sign? I, oh my gosh, this was actually like one of the most fun parts of that whole process. Like with my knowledge about like planetary rulers and just like the archetype and, you know, some of the stereotypical associations we have with the sign, like it was actually pretty easy. For instance, Aries, of course, Aries is going to be red. Of course, Aries is going to be red. Um, 
Leo, it had to be like one of the more shimmery colors. It had to be gold. Like I had to make Aquarius, like the one that had all the weird glitter colors in it. Like just things like that. And then what about then the body shimmers? What about them? How did you come up with the idea of that? Yeah. Okay. So something interesting, um, the sun and moon are referred to as luminaries because they're the sources of light. So um, the luminary body whip, I wanted it to reflect the differences in like the way we think about the sun and moon. So like, you know, the sun is associated with warmth. It's like, you know, you know, summertime, warm weather when you think of sun, like, so I went with this really gold and bronzy look for that one. Then for the moon, like when we think of the moon, we think of like a softer light. We think of the nighttime. We think of something cooler. So I went with a peachy, silvery color for that. How did astrology um, affect or influence? That's a better word. How did astrology influence your idea of creating this? Was it like, I don't know. It seems like the stars and moon and sun (laughs) all aligned. And I know that sounds very cliche, but tell me more about that. Okay, I actually sought out another astrologer to pick the day that I launched my business down to the minute. So the thing about astrology is like, we like to just associate astrology with like, ooh, what's to say about my personality, but you can use astrology for literally anything. Anything created on this earth has a birth chart, including businesses, including events. Like you can get an astrologer to pick the best day for your business, like I did. Or like if you're getting married, like, You can choose um, the best date that would work for you and your spouse. And that would like really support a long lasting relationship and just overall, you know, a successful marriage. You can pick like um, the best place to move based on your birth chart with astrocartography. Like there's so many different techniques, like um, lots of different predictions, like many astrologers, like predicted the outcome of the election this year, like you're able to predict pregnancies. And there's also another branch of astrology called horary where you ask a question and the time that you ask the question, you know, has a chart and based on what the chart is, you can associate different planets with um, certain signifiers in the situation. You can figure out answers. Like there's so many amazing nooks and crannies that goes into astrology. Like it's not, you know, just, as one dimensional and flat as pop astrology would make you think like it's not just based in the stereotypes of like oh like you're a Scorpio you're probably crazy or like if you're a Gemini you know gotta stay away from Gemini's like it's way deeper than that and I mean the memes are fun like I create the memes so I you know I definitely participate Mm -hmm. in that but like I also know that there's so many things that astrology can do outside of that. I have seen some of your TikToks and oh my goodness, are they funny? I usually, when you said Scorpio, I usually think of the stereotype that Scorpios are very sexually active, sexually charged. Um, And you know what, in the next episode of this, I would love to talk about like the stereotypes of each of the signs because they're really funny. And I, you know, they get these tropes for a reason, but how true are they, right? Like, yeah. Um, and, oh, so you were talking about how each, um, like businesses and objects have a birth chart. That's very fascinating. So what is Venetian's glow? Like what sign are they? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Venusian glow is a cancer sun with an Aquarius moon and a Libra rising. And what does that mean for the business? 
Okay, well, my astrologer that I went to with the Cancer Sun, the Cancer Sun being in the 10th house, we'll get into houses later, of course, like that garnered a lot of influence. It made it like, um, like really visible to the public because that's what the 10th house represents. Um, the Aquarius moon made it like, you know, gave it like trendsetter and like standout vibes. And with the moon being in the fifth house, which represents creativity and um, fun, like very like beautiful vibe with that. And then Libra rising. So, you know, like I said, your rising has to do with your identity, including your appearance and your style. So Libra being ruled by Venus is all about like aesthetics. So very fitting for my cosmetics line to have a Libra placement. The last thing I just thought of this was interesting is for somebody who, for myself, like I love the colors and I could pick all the colors in though I'm not, you know, um, an Aries or I'm not a Sagittarius, but the colors are not specific. Like you do not have to buy your own sign. Correct. Right. You can get whatever color you like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maya. And you can go to Venice and glow beauty dot com and my will you drop the instagram handle what is that yes venusian dot glow b-e-n-u-s-i-a-n dot g-l-o-w all right you heard it right here you gotta check it out thank you again so much maya thank you Paige.